know what that is? Discipline. Selfish. No joke. We're legitimate. Do it. Do it 100% because I'm trying to. We recognize that we are limitless. Gotta be a champion, become a champion, right? Winning is a habit because we create habits that lead to good execution and success. Welcome to the Coaches Show, episode 14. I'm Coach Mike Bianca of the New Orleans Hurricanes, and my co-host is Coach Ryan Gray of AC Diesel. On today's episode, we'll have a recap of the ICPL in Playa from Chris Hudson. And our guest is the newest team owner in the NXL and the NXL Europe, Todd Adamson. So let's get started. Yeah, man, I was hoping we were going to be able to have uh, Coach Martinez on as well. We kind of texted throughout the day and he just wasn't going to be able to make it work. But nonetheless, uh, we have Todd Adamson, so he'll be able to kind of tell us what's going on. We'll dig into him and uh, maybe get him to say some things that he hasn't said on the other shows so we're not uh, repeating things. But nonetheless, excited. Uh, we talked about this before the Aftershock brand uh, was named, and that was going to be the team about how, uh, God, we hoped it was going to be, it was going right. to be Aftershock. Just like as a fan, right? Like we, you know, really wanted 100%. that to be the thing. Yeah. So really excited to have Todd and Chris. While he was in Playa, also did a bunch of videos, and so we'll we'll get all those out uh, in the ICPL uh, Instagram page. So, without further ado, let's bring Chris in. How are you this evening? You ready for an update on uh, Mexico and all the players that went down to Playa to play some paintball? I mean, say that one fast, will you? (laughs) So, uh, real quick, because I know you got to get to it with Todd, but we played a five-man event on a Friday with eight teams. Team Armada won that event. Team Farside took second. And I honestly don't know why or how, but the you know, the uh the the good guys that came in third there, the the annihilators were were swinging pretty heavy. Uh, and then we had a 10 men on on Saturday. They uh battled pretty hard. Another eight teams in the open. Uh this event, I gotta say, you know, I, I made some jokes about the terrain and the field. I think I must have been having some PTSD from playing this event in June because in February it was absolutely phenomenal. It was beautiful. There was a light breeze. It wasn't humid. There were no bugs. Uh, The field had actually been improved. There were changes to it. We actually had to come up with a new game plan Uh, for all the folks who had never played it before. It was very new, but for those of us who were pretty brash, cocky, and uh, egomaniacal about playing that field, we thought we had it dialed in, and then we walked on site and went, oh, it's different. Oh, it's very, very different. Uh, where where a center 50 had once not existed, there suddenly was one. Then uh, where a path never existed to an outlet on a road, it suddenly existed. There were new bunkers and new new places to shoot at, and they'd rearranged the old ones. So all the lanes we thought we knew were gone. One thing didn't change. Uh, the danger, the part I did mention, that, that did not change. There were new cenotes, new holes in the ground that you had to avoid. But all in all, everybody was pretty safe. Everybody had a really great time. Um, you know, the, the atmosphere, the vibe was really, really more competitive than it had ever been before. These guys actually came down like ready to to smack some people around the, the teams from Mexico, the local teams played 
phenomenal. Armada showed up to punch every American team in the mouth, and boy, did they do it in the five-man. Uh, they were they were aggressive. They played hard. It was clear that they weren't taking anything for, for granted whatsoever. And the other local teams, uh, they fought hard. I think they learned uh, a ton about playing paintball against Americans and also got to watch their Mexican uh, pro team, Armada, play really, really well on their home field and on the big stage. And I'm sure they learned a ton watching their own guys, you know, play really, really hard. This was really unique. They had an awesome air setup. They had the paint and a nice trailer this time. The pool, they rented this facility, had a pool, water slides. They had tortas and tacos. They were selling, frankly, I couldn't believe it. They were selling Amstel lights at this event, which is absolutely bizarre. But, I mean, for those guys like the, the Fight Club crew, they were showing us how one plays paintball while slowly enduring a beverage right before they walked onto the field. Um, I think most refs were just trying to drag the ones who were having way too much fun onto the field uh, to play the match. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like 10 men. It, it was 100%. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. You know, the Fight Club guys and Crowley guys, they brought a ton of guys with them down to this event. They were doing the paint, the paintball vacation, which is they were hanging out on the beach. They were having a great time. And then they came and played a ton of paintball. We got it all in in time. The refing, I got to say this, the refing, I'm going to give it like a solid, almost a plus. I think you could ask any player that played the event. Uh, there was some suspect things, but nothing egregious, nothing that, you know, you just kind of lost your mind over, so to speak. You know, there's some tense moments like any other tournament of where, you know, you question uh, a time or a point or a penalty, but for the most part, these refs did a really, really good job in a really tough environment with a bunch of really gritty, dirty, frankly, violent people in a jungle with paint Mac markers. And um, so, you know, there was a lot of interesting uh, aspects to this tournament. The language barrier is always a challenge. I don't know that there's anything scarier than having your face in the dirt, crawling and realizing that there's someone probably five feet away from you because you can hear them speaking in Spanish. And it's absolutely terrifying because they're talking to someone else. And that, that, that was a constant theme of, of the American teams walking off the field going, anybody know how those guys got so close to us? Anybody? Because we couldn't figure out a path to where they were. And when the buzzer sounded, because in the jungle, there's a, a few stalemates, you'd see these guys pop up like Ho Chi Minh in the trail. And it's terrifying how close they really were to ending you. Um, they did some stuff that American teams don't traditionally do, like sit at the back near the start box. That was a, a new feature for many American teams to realize that you could go like kill eight or kill nine, feel like you were going to get the flag. And then have your entire squad just massacred by one guy with one tube sitting in the back <laughs> somewhere. I mean, it, and it was traditionally the 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 the, the local teams that knew where those little holes were to sit and wait. Uh, most American guys just ran down there, tried to grab the flag, and just got chopped to pieces. I mean, that was a pretty constant theme. So the Spanish teams did much much better. Uh, I think I think if you get the vibe going forward, I think I did some videos, Ryan and, and Mike. I think you're going to see some folks really talk about how exciting it is to be down there. I even had a chance right before the 10 man started to talk to Rocky Cagnoni, who was down there, not playing just down there, hanging out. That's how much he really likes going down to the tournament in Playa del Carmen. Uh, you know, it was a battle for the ages. I'm glad it's over. Uh, I was fortunate to be on the winning side with far side. We took first place in the 10 man. Um, super pumped about that. We, we had a really big struggle with uh, some gross majors, if you will, in the uh, final match. One of my, my good friends, uh, was able to get his second gross major of the day on us. I was collateral damage yet again. And I really thought with 30 seconds left that 
they had stolen it out from like literally taken it from our hands. And I mean, these guys were shooting laser beam like autocockers at us because it's fight club, right? That's what they shoot. A bunch of those guys shoot gnarly autocockers and blow holes through the canopies and just crush you. But when you lose four or five guys in the first, you know, 60 seconds when you were playing a a hold play in the jungle, which is not a very good strategy. I'm just going to be honest. It worked, but it was not a very good strategy. They almost got us with like 10 seconds left. Almost got the whole thing. Uh, that's classic 10-man paintball. The clock matters. The points matter. All the little details matter. And uh, it was a phenomenal time. So it was very, Sounds very like cool. you guys should cheat less. I, I, <laughs> at least that one with, guy should cheat less. I, I'm, I'm going to stay with his story, which is that it was spray. That's okay. story. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't see anybody try to wipe anything. I just think that they are aggressive in asking him to leave the mm -hmm. field, and he was not doing so uh, multiple times. And I, I think that, you know, that's what it was. Now, in fairness, because he's going to look back and want to know if I said this honestly and openly, uh, myself and Corey Field were guilty of team kills. Uh, I murdered this guy who got the gross major in the back of the head. Uh, so I, I kind of. I kind of deserved it later when I was collateral damage on the penalty, but I also got it a little later too from Corey Field, who team killed me. Uh, was you know it's that's the jungle. You you can't see the jerseys. People stand up out of anywhere, and paint's fine. And sometimes you just take, give somebody a little extra just to make sure. In case it doesn't matter if they're yours or the other team, you just give them a little extra just to make sure. So to well, clarify, so you, you, the first gross major he got wasn't because you shot him. No, no. But I, okay. I was the embarrassing guy on the field who started screaming at him going, that's a major, pull that guy. And he looked back at me and he's like, I'm like, oh, hey, that's you. Hey, sorry to Baldo, my bad. And uh, the ref looks at me and goes, no penalty on amigo by amigo. <laughs> and I went, I appreciate that. I was wrong. I yeah. shouldn't have called for the major on my own guy created by me. I shouldn't have done that. That was a poor form move, poor form. After the, after we walked off, he just sort of looked at me, and I I didn't have a lot of lot to say other than I'm sorry, and that was it. That's all I could say. Well, let's check out the video with Rocky. Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies and gents, Chris Hudson coming to you from Playa del Carmen, Playa Paintball Park, here just about an hour south of Cancun. It's the first event of the 2024 ICPL season. It's an affiliate. It's a 50-point event. Everybody's down here to try to see if they can make this the first one that counts for the season. Everybody's super excited. We're playing in a very thick jungle. And I'll tell you, uh, the, the folks down here, besides the Fight Club guys, um, are really, really nice. All those, all those other guys. And I only say that because they're sitting right here. So uh, just to give you a quick little, uh, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what we're doing down here in Mexico. Uh, I brought the one guy who's not playing, who has a non-biased opinion, because I'm wearing that jersey. So, ladies and gentlemen, Rocky Cagnoni. What's up, everybody? Yeah, Rob, what's going on? Why are we here? Why are you here? Why aren't you in gear? Well, first of all, I'm injured. Everybody knows that. Um, but the reason why we're here is because of paintball. And second of all, is to have fun. And the people down here, they put on an awesome event. Raul, great, great event. You come down here, cut loose for a little bit, play some paintball, and it's mech, man. The ICPL's doing it right. It's bringing us all old guys back, right? And we love it. And uh, I'm not playing. I just came to hang out with the boys and uh, and drink some cervezas, man, and wreck scooters. So so you are, though, the 10-man reigning champion here, correct? Oh, I, yeah, I totally forgot about that. We are. Team Misfits, we won last year. Um, 
fortunately we, the team didn't come um but i came down here because it is that awesome and we have a good time so tell us a little bit about the field because we don't want to ask the players to give away the secrets so tell us a little bit about <laughs> what this field behind us looks like what it feels like how hard it is to play well, most of you guys are too young to understand this but it's literally nom baby it's nom it's thick it's it's treacherous it's uh it's really a jungle and it's tight and thick and um, you got to pick your shots. You got to know those uh, those blind shots, and it's it's tricky, man. It's not like like the, our fields back in America. It's you got to work at this, and you got to the fields almost split up in two fields. It's so thick, but uh, it's fun, man. So next year, you guys, if not just for the partying and and just hanging out with everybody, it's it's you got to come down here. And like I said, I'll be here every year as long as they have it. You heard it here, Rock will be here every year. Every year. Along with his uh, his new brand there, bring it back with Dark, Ed Foreman and Buddy baby. Bauer. Dark's coming back. It's an awesome event. Got Jason Trozen down here, Raul Arbara, Jimena Arbara, and the Team Armada won the five man yesterday. Congratulations. We're hoping that's, yeah, congratulations. We're hoping that's not the case today, at least for me. Uh, but we'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks for tuning in. Well, as you see, Rocky had a blast. Uh, you, you got a quick little glimpse of what was going on. You got to hear about the just the vibe and why he wanted to be there, why other players want to be there. You heard his pitch to bring more players down to this type of an event. We're very fortunate that the ICPL does affiliates like this in really unique locations. You know, there, there's a good mix between foreign and domestic affiliates that the ICPL is doing. You got to go get your 50 points. You got to do it somehow. And you got you got to pick one of these events. I think the next one coming up, uh, is the the California event, and then after that, it's on to Vegas for the Invitational. But you got to pick one, and you got to get it in before you you get to the season championship because they take your highest affiliate score, and they're going to take your major, and then they're going to make you fight it out in the championship. And hopefully, you've got enough points and you do well enough at the championship to carry you through. But people are real stressed out about getting those points. Everybody's trying to pick the right event to go play. Uh, if you look at the team list for Places like Pro DNA and uh, the you know the Pittsburgh Open, there's a lot of teams coming to play those events, and so those are going to be a lot tougher climbs than going to say an event that's got eight teams. Uh, that's a that's a very different proposition for a lot of teams. And so I know, I know there's a lot of folks right now who are like, okay, well we're not going to see Farside at the next one. We may not see the Annihilators at the next one or Fight Club because when you go one, two, and three, you know you, you look at the next events and say, can I do better? than my current positioning in an affiliate score. And those, a lot of times the answer is no for some of the other teams. So yeah, it's an interesting aspect. But by the way, can we just, can we just, I gotta say, thank you. Do you see this stunning piece of merch that I am wearing right now? Do you see that? This is, this is real. I just want to say thank you. I mean, I feel legitimately official now. And except I, wish I had it. I don't wish that I had it down in Playa, but you know, I don't know the mail carrier, the pigeons that it got sent with. I don't know. They just never made their way. Yeah, I'll tell the guy who sent it. He probably should have done that a little earlier. <laughs> but yeah, you are officially official. That's what I'm talking about. You know what's no, great no. too when you're wearing that shirt, you can go anywhere you want on the venue because it says Major League Paintball on the sleeve. Is that like a real thing? Yeah, just like at World that Cup, was I, we walked around everywhere. You can go. We went in every pit. Um, we walked in and out of all these places. Never got asked for my pro coach ID. I just walked went in. Went behind and the booths in the super secret yeah. sections. It was awesome. I'm going to have to give that a private private try in Vegas. Some people. 
private restrooms. Now that's that that's that's a coveted thing at a at a tournament. You know, those clean clean restrooms are a coveted thing or cleaner restrooms. Absolutely. Well, man, I mean, Vegas is coming up, so maybe I'll try it there. Vegas is starting to fill out. I think there's 10 teams that have signed up now for the invitational. They're going to cap it at 16, so only six teams left to go. And uh, they're doing the prelims on Friday. They're doing the playoffs on Sunday. And we'll see if any of the folks that are currently registered for California that will play this event before Vegas do well enough that they decide to then not play Vegas or some of those teams that are currently listed for California don't do well, then decide they want to play Vegas because those two events are West coast. There's a strongly likelihood that a good chunk of the same teams will try to figure that out for those two events. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, before we let you drop off, uh, I want to bring Todd in because he's, you know, I've heard him talk on other shows about this uh, superstructure, you know, of management uh, and helpers. And I think you may be aware of how some of that works because I think you may be a part of it. So before we drop you off, I'm going to bring Todd on so we can uh, talk a little bit about what this structure is and how it works and what are the roles and responsibilities of these people and who they are and all that good stuff. Bam. The man of the hour. Hello, guys. Todd. Guys. All right, Todd. What is this struck, this management superstructure we keep hearing about? Well, <clears throat> it was a it was a conceived theory back after World Cup that uh, if I could surround myself with the right personnel, we could we could pull off some pretty miraculous things, or that anybody that wanted to harm me couldn't get to me because I had enough people around me that couldn't find me, and I would just push them down as I was getting away and surviving. So, uh, no, we have, uh, you know, with the little organization that we like to call it, um, some pretty, uh, some pretty unique individuals in, uh, in our camp that have been with us either ex aftershock guys or ex, uh, you know, all players, um, that have been in the sport and, uh, that are involved in whether it's, uh, my wife's the femme fatales or the um the shop kids organization or aftershock or uh just a, a combination of of family paintball pedig pedigree that uh that actually is uh that runs really deep it's pretty uh pretty unique and um i i attribute some of our success in uh getting just to where we've got with those those tentacles out there in the uh, in the industry um, that are proven to be invaluable in uh, in one in one way or another, with no real <laughs> no real direction or uh, titled uh, per se of anybody in particular, but um, it's pretty it's pretty unique. The uh, the guys they understand me. They know my uh, they don't they know my thinking the the Toddisms and the and you know the 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 fire that when we really when I get on something that we really want to put it put it to the test we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go over and above probably 
even farther than we should in some aspects. And they know, uh, they know which ones to, uh, that are fixing to fall off and they catch those, catch those juggling balls and put them back into, uh, spinning again. Okay. So you mentioned Tammy for the Femmes and then for, for Europe, who is that? Mm -hmm. So, uh, for Europe, um, in respect to what the management side, is that what we're, uh, yeah. So like Tammy is, kind of, she's yeah. Leading the fems. Right. Yeah. yeah. And obviously with support from you, I'm sure speedy, whoever else, you yeah. know, is available. And yeah. then, um, so for Europe, who is that? Like who's kind of manning, manning that managing it. So right now, um, Todd is the coach. Todd is going to be the coach for, for both, uh, both of the, the pro spots for the guys. Um, he'll be the, the coach in Europe as well and be attending those events. And uh, so it's me. Um, Speedy's overseeing it. Um, Ken Nunes, uh, who is also a player, um, but uh, is involved in the European um, deal. So that uh, those guys. And then we've got, obviously, Daniel Lee um, and Tammy with the FEMS. And uh, Ken also helps the fans. Speedy, Speedy, like I said, is going to stay uh, more centered to help Todd um, with that organization with the two guys. And then, um, and then Hudson's just an overall everywhere kind of guy. He handles our, uh, we'll call it the the business relations. Yeah, PR. He's your PR guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. An interpreter. Interpreter. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So you've got to convert Toddisms into English. Yeah. Uh, we have totally. a class. We have a class for everybody. They got to go through just to do yeah, 101 level Todd speak. Tammy, Tammy does like the 200 level course, right? Um, you know, if we need anybody for the 300, they're probably not meant for Todd's squad. I'm going to be honest. So, and then who's, who manages the kids? So, uh, Tyler, uh, Stancil is the, uh, is the coach of the kids and runs the entire organization for the kids. Nice. That's great. Yeah. And they've got, uh, they've got really, really, really good juice. They are, um, <clears throat> they just got back from the combine in uh, San Antonio where uh, several of the, of the players there that are <clears throat> younger in that field of all the, the age group that was at the combine and, uh, they placed very high up. I think the awesome. second, second and third place uh, overalls were two of the shock kids following. Uh, then uh, a couple of more places down was uh, several more of them. So we're pretty proud of those guys. Absolutely. And then 10 man. And then 10 man, 10 man. I like to leave that up to uh, that is a uh, ICPL is uh, Rennick Miller. And um, and Mr. Hudson, when uh, Rennick's not available at affiliates. But Chris doesn't play with the team. I am just guesting for the Vegas event for the ICPL. I do manage the 10-man am and the 7-man and the 5-man when we play it. it. For Vegas, I'm just guesting. Just guesting. Yeah. Got it. Okay. 
Okay, so when it, at what point, like, so uh, one, two, three, four, so five different organizations really all in this one, which is why you need this large group of people to be helpful. I totally get it, right? Like I'm just managing one team and it's, it's uh, a lot. So um, at what point do you sleep? Yeah, we call it, we've got five sets of keys that, uh, that no other uh, owner or organization has, has those, those unique um, sets of keys to be very competitive in, in each of those fields sure. that, uh, and those, uh, we'll call it markets that are yeah. available out there to play and participate in. And, uh, and no, it's not a matter of sleep. Uh, you know, it's, we've, we've been doing this stuff for a really long time. And um, we have a, a unique position to acquire players that uh, all have a certain vintage and skill set that makes the, the right, right kind of chemistry to, uh, to achieve, you know, a high percentage of, uh, of production at all those. Yeah, it's great. I'd be, I, Todd, I, I think you should, you know, remind them you go one layer deeper, you know, you, you have probably the bet, pit, best pit crew period. I think that's it, ever existed. It is, uh, it is, it is bar none, but I like to keep that a secret because uh, it's nobody else's business. What we do behind the curtain. I just said pit crew. I didn't say names. Yeah, I know. Well, and we, uh, anybody who's on social media, saw the guys practicing in California this weekend and saw them there anyway. So maybe you can say <laughs> that's no, up to you. No, you can't, uh, you can't, you can't believe anything on the, on the internet. So, okay. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see it. That's first true. Yeah. yeah. We'll see it. Uh, you'll see it. At, you'll see it at your place in two weeks. Okay. There you go. The official, uh, the official total full power will be, uh, We'll be at uh, Paintball Fit in two weeks. That'll be fun. Be exciting. It's going to be a good weekend. Well, I think uh, Mike had some questions about your recent trial. Okay. Yeah. Chris, um, first of all, I, I wanted to step Mike, back. Before you before jump in, I'm going to let I'm yeah. going to let Chris drop off. Okay. Thank you, Chris. See you, buddy. See you, Chris. Thank you. I I did want to clarify real quick about this organization in this. I mean, we, I think I counted eight different names that you're leveraging in this uh, structure that you described. I mean, does it basically come down to Todd, simply a hierarchy aspect? I mean, you know, Ryan asked when you sleep, are, are you basically just getting updates because a lot of these guys are autonomous in what they're doing because you trust them to do what they've been doing because you've known them for so long. So it's really more of a check-in and you're yay, nay, and moving on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, these guys know, you know, we've, we've set up some, some goals to, uh, to try to get taken care of before, before we actually even get, you know, the, the car up to speed. And, um, we check in once a week to, uh, see those. A lot of it, um, right now is, is actually, getting uh getting some outside industry activity not just for us and our organization but for 
paintball, uh, the entire league and uh, the industry um, in general to uh, to help finance some of the uh, some of the things that we're looking to looking to do that are outside uh, of the box. So we can't I can't really explain a lot of that, but um, it's uh, it's a big undertaking. And um, with with this core of uh, of support, we're we're making some huge strides that uh, that are going to be beneficial in the future for everybody that plays paintball. So it's pretty exciting. Excellent, excellent. Okay. Well, I did want to talk to you about this tryout process. I kind of wanted to understand, get into Todd Adamson's vision and goals pre pre tryout. So what were you hoping for? Like, was this invitation only? It, it somewhat was right. So opportunities, um, opportunities don't come when you want them. They come when they want to show up and the people that react to an opportunity or can even recognize that there's a potential for an opportunity. Um, is sort of the, the, the key to success in, in, in things. And, uh, so we had some opportunities present themselves and, um, one was, you know, uh, late in in the season acquiring the the pro US spot. Um, I'd already acquired the uh, the CP Raider spot in Europe, and um, and it presented itself. And uh, Dave and I uh, came to an agreement, and um, and so that uh, that that started very quickly the momentum for okay now we have a now we have a set of keys to this you know but we don't have a car <laughs> we don't have a car we don't have any fuel we know where we want to go we know how we want to go you know so um again opportunities uh, pop up the delay in opportunities make me make me miss a couple of of, of things and drop a couple of things but uh you know you can't be greedy and uh so I was able to set up the um, set up the tryouts uh, with the people that that I was able to uh, select. It was I, I really got solicited a lot. Um, I'm not very good at social media, and a lot of stuff um, went to some of my accounts in social media where. If they're not a friend, they go into this little box and you got to request me or something. And so, you know, after getting a good 20 plus people of of the best possible players and candidates to look at for the uh, for the practice in Texas, um, you know, my wife goes through my phone and says, oh, my God, you have 100 100 messages in this one and 100 messages in this one. And it was really, you know, overwhelming um again and humbling of the reach out from from europe um a lot of good players in europe and uh and south america we had uh one guy from mexico that uh, I, I had come out to the uh to the tryout he played very well uh he was injured so it sort of he didn't get a good shake but you know that is that is what it is because i can't wait and um <clears throat> so we got, uh, that's how we sort of put the, put the tryout together. 
Well, you mentioned Dave, and for our listeners, I, I assume you're talking about Dave Youngblood of Die Enterprise, you know, Dave Youngblood Enterprises. Nope, incorrect. No? I was talking Dave about Pando. Dave Pando, the owner Dave Pando. of Level. Okay, that's right. Level. Right, uh, former uh, former owner of Level. Cool. And the reason, the reason why I made that leap, right, Todd, and let me, I'm a naturally curious guy. So when I heard Dave and you were talking about, hey, this, these things that was moving this direction, it got me thinking and I started going, okay, well, we ended up with a, a high percentage of the 2020 Ironman roster. And so I, my wheels started turning and that's where I came up with, okay, he must've been take, talking about Youngblood because it's, was this intentional? Was the 2020 Ironman roster, how much of that was predetermined or pre-thought out before you even owned the spot? Not, uh, not, not any at all not any at all up into the part where we, we were formulating the, the finalizing the week of the tryout and these players were available. Um, but we didn't know what their situation was. Some of these players haven't played in a, in a year or, or, you know, some a little more, right. Some were currently still playing. Um, and those were already, uh, signed up for the, for the tryout. So as it, as it started maturing and as we got to the tryout, I had a good, good idea of, uh, of a top three to four that I really liked. Of course, um, in talking with Todd, we looked at it and Todd, Todd has full reins. Let's be very, very clear on this. Todd's the coach. Todd's to deal with the personalities of the players. Todd is to drive the car to the finish line. Okay. Very simple. He deals with the players. He asked me what, Hey, I need more fuel. Okay. Fill up the car. I need more fuel. I need new tires. Whatever he needs, I provide he's to win. So he makes all the final decisions. Um, and in, going back to that management uh, vetting system. So we used a lot of combine style uh, analytical. We used, so for two weeks, every player that came to our tryout submitted a, a, a very detailed uh, questionnaire on that would try to get us some kind of level and scoring of the, their paintball IQ to their craft and what their skill set is, what their worst skill set is, and what their worst off paintball stuff is. Right to put all yeah. to put together a category. So once we were at the uh, at the event, we started breaking people up into very uncomfortable zones um, and putting them with players that have never played before. Hey, you're a snake, or as, as we said earlier, uh, as we were talking, you know, you got a snake player, a Dorito guy, you got a guy that's, you know, shoots off the break, you know, I don't want to hear, you know, well, I didn't do good at this today because, you know, I never played with Ryan or, or Mike. Right. What, what they got to do with anything. <laughs> you're going to go there right. and do Best you can. Don't worry about anything else. We're smart enough. We had we had six six staff with clipboards in the freezing 
<laughs> freezing weather, writing down yeah. for about nine hours everything that happened with everybody. And uh, so, kind of a psyche val, right? You kind of did a, a predetermined psyche val on each player, which might lend itself to seeing who would play well with each other, who might get along, who would fit into the culture. That's that's incredible. That's that's very yeah, impressive. It, it wasn't. It, let's not let's not go too far, but it was. We had enough information where we know, you know, um, we could tell who, who where the cream cream was going to rise to the top, right? Right. So we already had our ideas, and then again, like I said, we were coming under this, you know, formulation of, well, hey, these these guys, you know, we know that these players, given a little polishing, are going to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We know these guys and these guys and these guys. And, uh, you know, there was a, there was a total, not, you know, even playing field of gene pool. So, you know, I have, uh, some of our, 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 our favorites were, uh, the misfit kids, right? So we had Adler and Ben Slofer and Adler Dodson, uh, Ben Slofer and, Alex Barker and um, oh, there's one more <laughs> poor kid. And I think Trent played with them a little bit. Trent Nita uh, back, but they, you know, Sean had stopped the team and uh, they were available. So he helped them get out to the uh, event and, um, and we picked up a couple of those guys. Now those guys haven't been announced yet because we're doing uh, we're, we're sort of integrating some stuff and I'm let, I'm giving you guys a little juice because this is this is unknown stuff, and you guys have obviously got me talking and just cornered me. So this won't go live until next Tuesday. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So, so probably those those guys will be announced by then. Maybe uh, um, we're we're whether we're going to announce them or not because we put our ten out right. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, we're going to use them for uh, Europe. For sure, I was going to say the difference. You see, you've announced your ten pros for aftershock here in NXL, and now you're going to a- announce your NXL Europe team, correct? So, so I had uh, again. I have two sets of keys. I have all these fantastic people at this one private setting, and I got the best competition in the world. I got Blast Camp, who's going to swing at every pitch because that's all they know how to do, and they're they're already know if they don't learn right away and are able to maintain that kind of pressure, they might have a rough year. So they came out swinging and they played really good all day. And uh, an X factor with their, with their new additions and their pickups are, are fire. They're going to be very, very good. So with that, I was able, and I explained it to them right, right off the get that morning, that Saturday morning. And, uh, and I told everybody, I said, Hey, we're looking for, you know, a handful of people to finish up this pro uh, aftershock U.S. team, but I but I have zero people other than one for uh, well two for Europe, and um, so I was able to pull our entire. I, I was able to complete everything I needed to do in uh, and the Europe deal. We won't we won't divulge till probably after. Uh, after Vegas, Vegas, I would say it's a good time, you know, good timing. Two quick questions to clear up this, uh, the, the tryout. So you, 
it was held at X Factor Park, correct? Correct. And that was purposeful since it was more of a centralized in the nation kind of thing to bring people in? It was. It definitely was centralized, but uh, and and they wanted to they wanted to host us. So okay, excellent. It, and I bet you thought it was going to be warm. Yeah, it tricked, it tricked me. Yeah, it got you, gets you every time. But to Alex, you know where Jeff, it's always warm, Louisiana. <laughs> I, was, I literally was just going to say, Todd, that weekend, uh, AC Diesel went to, to New Orleans. And we're like, every now and again, like when we would go on breaks, I would look at my phone here and there and I would see some videos that were that were posted of the tryout and guys like, and just this like three foot breath coming out of their face. And I'm like, oh my, and like guys over fires. I'm like, this looks miserable. miserable. But I was also going to say, <laughs> I love it, right? Because it also kind of gives you a, a, an idea of who the soldiers are. Right. Like who are the guys that like no matter what the condition is, no matter how hard it is, aren't going to bitch and complain and and, um, you know, make excuses. They're just going to go out and do the work. We call that so, grit. We were looking for the grittiest players. Yeah. You know, and, and they got to they got to be hardened to that because nothing on Aftershock is ever easy, even when it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. Even when you could, you know, you're you're winning everything. It's just there will be chaos somewhere around you. So you have to uh, you just got to be on point all the time. If you're going to be in our camp. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So last question regarding that. So we'll be announcing sometime possibly after Vegas, your your European team. You said you're about two players short on that. What positions are you short in and uh, any room for a 51 year old three? Yeah, that, you know, uh, got a lot of those. <laughs> A lot of us. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> I think what he was saying is he already has two guys on the roster and yeah. the other guys he was picking to fill out the roster at the tryout. Yeah, I, I know. It was, you got to take so your So sorry, shot, Mike. Man. You're uh, yeah. you're not going to be uh, making the team this time. <laughs> this time. I know, I know everybody wants to go to Lisbon and uh, France and England, you know. If I was – if I was those guys on the U.S. team, I'd have been like, no, 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 please get my spot to those guys. I'll trade with them. <laughs> Three, three events, three events to world cup, you know, that's right. You know, I did, I coached in Europe last year and we had a very similar situation with notorious where we had a, um, a European team and an American team, which he does again this year. Um, and my excitement about having both of those was the ability to use the European roster as kind of my building grounds mm -hmm. For my projects right like these guys are really close to where they can play in america but they need to be groomed and i need to have more time with them where it's not like they're going to come here and take time away from my u.s guys in a practice uh you know spin opportunities away especially on field layout weekends but it gives me also more time to not have to coach my u.s guys at one time and my europe guys at one time if i get them over there and we would go out, you know, the week before and play, you know, the, yeah. the layout weekend. And then, you know, they get the layout for four weeks over there. But we would show up and play against the team who'd been playing it for four weeks. So we had to be really quick at picking things up and development and watching. And anyway, nonetheless, it didn't really with that group. It didn't really work the way I wanted to work it. The roster just kept turning over and um, it was it was really challenging. There just wasn't enough support there. But 
I think the way you're doing that, if that is your plan to kind of use that as your place to kind of plug a couple of guys in who you see potential future in the US and put them over there where they can work with Todd, develop, they can create relationships and then bring them to America. I think that is a fantastic plan. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited about it. Europe, Europe, we're we are very, very with the with the team that we will announce. We are very, very excited for for that team that we had the opportunity to put together. So nice. I think I think it will surprise um, some people, and uh, and once they they hear it and understand it, they'll be like, oh man, that's. Uh, you know, just looking for the top four. I'm not greedy. I just want to be in sure. the top. You're kind of greedy. You want two teams at World Cup. We know what's happening here. Yeah, exactly what I want. Now, yeah. hang on. It's, but it's probably going to be the top three this year, right? Because if they're bringing the Latin American team, which they just announced last week, I believe, Correct. or two weeks ago, um, I believe they'll bring one Latin American team and then three EU t- uh, Europe teams. So you got to be in the top three, I think. Well, potato, potato. I'll change. Get a little greedier, Todd. Yeah, no, I'll politic that. I'll have that change by uh, whatever. (laughs) Get that change right back. That's not what. uh, Once I once I agreed to the deal, that wasn't uh, that wasn't in the card. So if they want to take one one potential spot away, I'll have to tax them a little bit. But that's all right. Sure. Believe it or not, if you could actually believe it or not, I was politicked the day that that came out about South America that I would assure you five players from South America contacted me to make the aftershock South American team. And literally they are, they would be phenomenal, phenomenal. And those guys cross over to Europe on different, uh, different little aspects, each of them. And, um, and they're nasty. They're nasty. So well, shallow has to be on that. I'll one. get it. I'll get it. I'll get it one way or the other. I'll get it one way or the other. <laughs> For sure, he does. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, nonetheless, that's uh, it's really exciting. I, I again, I think the structure is great, and um, it had to be really challenging having twenty eight or whatever the number was. I think I've heard. Uh, People are so funny. You know, you hear they're, you know, 22 and people are like, oh my God, there were 40 people there. It's like, get out of here. Knock it off. It so, was, there was, I don't know. Hudson would know he had all the paperwork. He did all the, literally uh, Tyler and Chris and Daniel and Ken for two weeks did real work, real analytical work on these guys to, you know, put together some type of structure to where once we, once we were there, you know, they, they watched, they watched players. They looked up players, history, historical stuff that they could find, you know, on go sports or whatever, even semi-pro stuff. And uh, it was, you know, it was dumbfounded. I was, I was, I was super, super impressed by the technology that, that the way they did it. And then, uh, and then humbled again by them doing it. Right. So it was real. It was a real honor to have them help. I love that you've used the word humble a couple of times. And I like, again, I'm stepping out as a, you know, the competitor side, because as a competitor, I want you to lose real bad. Right. As a fan though, of the game and somebody who, you know, kind of grew up watching aftershock, 
uh, played against you guys multiple times with Texas Storm. Like I, um, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're using the word humble, but the reality is people love those teams, right? Like have emotional connections to them because of their experiences growing up in paintball, right? Like the year that, that uh, shot got relegated was like, it was heartbreaking for lots of yeah. people. You know, it, it was, uh, and, and obviously as an alumni and somebody who put so much blood, sweat and tears into building that, uh, I know you know what we're talking about and in a, in a much more intimate way, but you know, the, the reality is the outpouring that you're seeing is because like fans are so excited. They're elated that you guys are returning. And, and um, you know, I think literally the day that you bought the team, I was texting with Mike and several others going, oh, my God, I hope this is Aftershock. Oh, my God, I hope this is Aftershock. Right. Like almost like that kid, you know, who was 20. You know what I mean? Like that kind of giddiness about, oh, my God, I hope this ends up being Aftershock. And then to now see kind of its formation uh, and I know Mike has some questions about a couple of the players, but to kind of see the the formation and bringing in a guy like, you know, Todd Martinez, who, you know, I, I think it he had some challenges and, and, but we know who he is. We know what he can do. You know, he's done it with multiple organizations over the years. Um, I think this is a perfect situation for him and his coaching style. He, he, he has a tendency to, to, um, and an acumen for being able to take sort of misfit groups, put them together and get the best out of them. You know, he took a, um, vicious, the, the vicious guys, right? Yeah. That's who I was going to use. He took the vicious guys who had been struggling. You know, I come in and coach him for two events while also coaching Texas storm. And I wouldn't say what I did for them was coaching. It was just kind of changing their culture a little bit. We got like a fourth or fifth place in, uh, in, in Phoenix, and then he came on the next few events and they just continued to get better and better and better. And so, you know, it, it, again, the outpouring that you're seeing is because the fans are have been yearning for something that could potentially create parity. And a name like Aftershock is going to bring players like Corey Hall, who was on a great team, but sees this as an opportunity to, to restore a brand that has a very storied history. You see guys like LJ Parrish who uh, grew up in the Midwest idolizing Aftershock, right? Who's on a great team, but sees this really unique, very cool opportunity to help rebuild that brand because he has an emotional connection to it. You know what I mean? Like that's just such a, uh, it's a really neat thing. <laughs> and the way that it's happening, again, this outpouring is because we want parity. We want parity and we love to see uh, a return of a fantastic brand like that. You know, it's a, it's a great story. Well, we're going to give it a shot. There you go. Yeah. Just don't screw it up. That's the big <laughs> deal here. Don't screw it up. <laughs> well, you know, actually that's not a, that's a good segue. Um, you know, cause Ryan, you were, you're wanting to, and, and Todd's already answered it to, some extent, but you were wanting to talk to him about Martinez. You were wanting to talk about coach Martinez. And since he's not here, I say we talk about him. So, um, you know, how did Todd get on your radar, Todd? Well, uh, 
whenever the the day that that him and uh, the Houston Heat organization sort of parted ways, um, it wasn't 20 minutes until I got a text that that opportunity was was available. Right. So I immediately I mean, most that know me. If if there's something that I know that is a possibility, I will not, you know, I'll swing at every pitch, right? So I immediately text him and said, hey, what's the deal? You know, and he's like, no, I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know, because it's fresh, right? And it was right. all. And I was like, well, you know, I have the spot. So I'd love to have you, you know, Todd and I won World Cup together. We played together. Um, we played on lots of teams together and, uh, overseas, you know, Aruba all over the place. And we sort of grew up together and, um, and he gets me, he knows, he knows what's up. And, uh, and so he, you know, took a little bit and he reached back out and he said, so we're going to do this. And I said, yeah, we're going to do this. There's nothing, there's not doing this we are doing this this is what this is what we're doing yeah all right all right so that was it i said that's it then you know here's the here's the list of uh the 20 plus people that are coming out and uh as soon as you get off your cruise at 7 a.m with your family for a week from cancun from tampa florida you're going to get on a plane and kiss your kids and the wife and I'll see you in beautiful San Antonio. <laughs> For the balmy 38 degrees. And there he was, at, you know, six hours later after uh, after his delay, he was there. Four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So there he was. And I laid him all the, gave him all the the management guys. And I said, here's, here's the gist of it. These guys are smart. They know what's up. And they sat there for you know, two or three hours, we went to dinner, came back and he said, everybody back again the next morning. I want to see them all again. So there they were. And then we started uh, running them through scenarios and he was driving from there. And I went and sat in the truck (laughs) with the heater. Yeah. Good on him. So I assumed that there was, um, discussion about making a first cut probably Saturday night, but because he wasn't there, he wanted to be, yeah, good for him. That's great. And it, yeah. and it was because, you know, I had told the guys, I said, listen, you know, let's, 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 everything we're doing is pressed for time because we're behind the eight ball, but that's, right. that's the cards. So you want to make a hand out of it, you know, yeah. make a hand out of it, make the best you can make out of it. So I pushed the guys and I said, Hey, everybody here needs to, really leave it all out here today. Today could be your only day, you know, and if you get called back to, you know, if you get called back for tomorrow, then they get called back for tomorrow. So did you guys, did you use like the, the stat sheets from BKI or did you guys create your own like player to player? Yeah, we created our, we created all our own. uh, Would it be okay if we get some of those and and we'll mark the names out or blank ones that we can share with our audience so that they can kind of see like, yeah, because I think that that kind of information about running a tryout is so important, right? Like they are available on, uh, on uh, die, die paintball.com for nine 95 aftershock. 
and uh, you can just download them, you know, and everybody can have them. Only okay. Kidding. Only kidding. Only kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll I let your information go here, man. I'm like, wow, what a pitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give them away here. Everything's for sale. Everything's for sale. Absolutely. I get it. You can have all those old sheets. I think they're at that Marriott that we stayed at, but still, we'll get them. We'll get them. <laughs> yeah. No, like um, we try to like give some content, um, like some resources to coaches and players as often as possible. And I, and with a tryout process, I think a lot of times teams will run tryouts and it's all emotion based. They, yep. they watch a player and they, you know, they see a guy or, or a girl do something um, really spectacular one time. And now they have a highlight reel that they're kind of playing over and over again. And they forget about the other eight points that that player didn't do anything or got shot out of their spot in a stupid gunfight or, you know, um, and so we talk a lot about data here, right? Like don't make emotional decisions, use the data that the data doesn't lie. Right. Uh, and the data also doesn't care about your feelings. So when you go back and look at the data, it gives you an opportunity. And so, um, if we, if you have one of those laying around and you could email it to me, that would be awesome. Or uh, tell me who I can get it from. Yeah. Uh, Hudson and Tyler both have, have all those stat sheets. Tyler sure. was the one that what accumulated, but literally the, uh, Daniel can, um, we took these sheets and just developed the, the cleanest way to try to collect the most data, uh, you know, uh, accurately as possible and, and then be able to tabulize it at the end of the day without going through, you know, 400 different things. Efficiency is key. Did you want to keep going down that route, uh, Ryan, with your questions? Well, I didn't even have that one in here. I just, uh, you know, I know it was beautiful talking about the tryout because that's a that's a huge undertaking with the number of people you had in the time period in which you had to work with. You know, like I like normally when I do a tryout, like it's two or three guys, right? I don't want any more than that. I think you know we we went to play the Hurricanes and I had four guys trying out, and to be honest, like. That I felt like that was almost too much, you know, because it was so hard for me. I'm flipping sides back and forth, you know, to watch the guys who are playing on the Dorito side. And then I'm going back to the snake side. And then at the same time, it was the first practice I'd seen of my group. So I'm also then trying to watch, you know, the guys yeah. on my, that are on my roster, right. Yeah. So that I can kind of figure out, you know, are you in the right position? Do you need to be playing somewhere else? Like I know you've been doing this for ten years, but maybe that's not who you are, right? Maybe that's not your. I see you actually. You know, you can find the diamond in the that's just been covered in mud. You know, and looks like a rock, a piece of coal. And, totally. How about you go over here and try this? Yeah, yeah. I think you're oh, really. Oh no, I don't do that. No, no, I don't do that. No, no, I, I no, no. You play paintball. That's what we said. There's no right. real. That's why we ask them their craft. I'm right. snake. You know, these kids and you, whoever made up these ones, twos, and threes, you know, I was out of it. I come back and they're was like, what you do? I'm a two. I was like, I was, <laughs> I was part of that one, two, and three thing. What's he yeah, talking I, about? I was like, what, you, yeah. this, what does that even mean? What are you talking about? And, yeah. uh, you know, and they're like, well, that's the, he's a mid player as opposed to a front or a back player. Why don't we just stick what, who broke, what was broke with that? You know, 
Yeah, nothing, nothing. It just made it much more, uh, it made it faster to be able to put data on paper. That's really what it, by using one, two, and three, it made it faster to be able to track data. So, um, you know, like back in the day, we used to use things like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like across the field. This was Monday, this was Tuesday, this was Wednesday, this was Thursday, this was Friday, this was breakfast, this was lunch, this was dinner. If you, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, that was just so much, right? Like, so right. anything we could do to try to speed up a way to collect data, uh, we did. So how you want to say it. If, if here's a good analogy for you, Todd. DM4, M3. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, you know. But that says something if you could do all that that we used to do Monday through Friday. Totally. Yeah. Totally. 100%. You know, the more you press your brain, the more you'll, if you really work at it and you really want it to work and you really want to fucking learn something, then you'll learn it and you'll learn it and it'll be second nature and it'll be just like this and this is it and this is it and this repetition and, you know, consistency and this, that, the other. But if you want to simplify stuff and make it all just because it's quicker, easier, you know, weighing is smart, you know. Let, keep dumbing it down, you know, soon we'll be fly, you know, like that little robot uh, show that was some cartoon. And my, my son said, you know, this is how the future is going to be. And everybody's fat and they're riding around on hover things with computers and, and their food comes and they just, and they don't do anything anymore. Everything's just right. completely dumbed down now with, with these or, you know, with this or whatever, you know? Yep. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's certainly well. Paintball's one in the, the paintball's one in the small mundane details, right? And you got to get into those details. There are parts of the game today that are certainly more complex than what we used to do, but not very many. Not very many. You smaller, know, when you, no, we have more complex, smaller, smaller box, faster, smaller box, less people. You know. Well, the complexities are because things are happening so fast. That's where things get complex, right? You you have to be able to make those <clears throat> very split decision, you know, fractional moment type things. That's where things are more complicated. Whereas, you know, back in the day, you had more time to process through things that were happening. Now it's like, I mean, things are just so fast. And so dumbing things down is certainly one way to say it but it's really about being able to critically think through the information as fast as possible so that i can get to the the conclusion that i need to i mean think about when a point is getting close to over i normally start thinking about the next thing that i'm going to do before that point has ended right regardless of we win or lose i'm already thinking here's probably where our our best opportunity for um either a push or I'm going to shoot this guy off the brick, whatever the case may be. I'm already kind of thinking through that process because I know that as soon as this point is over, I could only have 45 seconds. If the next game or or 30 seconds and then another 45 seconds, if this game, the the point between us goes 30 seconds, I get 45 seconds. That's it. So I'm going to have just a fractional again, amount of time to be able to tell all five got here's what we're doing. Here's how it's going to work. Here's where I want you to push. If this happens, then you got to do. And so it's a lot of stuff that has to occur very quickly. So that part of it, in my opinion, is more difficult, but there's, there aren't very many parts of the game that are more, more challenging 
than what we used to do for sure. So no, I get it. I get it. So let's talk a little bit about your first official, everybody's going to be together practice. When is that going to be? Well, we've had some guys uh, together last weekend. That's some of the pictures you guys saw. Um, our first official is going to be with you in two weeks. Okay. So the first time your group's going to be together is going to be the, the weekend before the layout drops at Paintball Fit in Dallas. Correct. Correct. Well, and then, you know, then we go that following weekend after you guys, we'll go right to uh, Vegas and we'll stay in Vegas and grind straight through till the event because we're just because we're a little bit under the gun compared to everybody else's seeding time. Should I say? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Smart. So when you guys get to paintball fit, like what is, what is the goal for that first weekend? So you guys, I assume we'll probably do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you get a little time together by yourselves. We're coming in Thursday morning. And so we'll be fit Thursday morning and uh, Friday. So Thursday morning, straight through Friday, full day, and then see you guys Saturday, Sunday. So what, what's like, and this is really where I wanted to be able to ask Todd some of these questions, but for you as the owner, this is going to get us Todd's wheelhouse, but go ahead. A little bit, right. But you obviously have some expectation. You as an owner, you know, what is, what is the expectation when, the guys show up, like, what are you wanting to get? Uh, what would make you happy as an owner? Like at the end of Thursday, if you saw these couple of, you know, key performance indicator things met, what would that look like for you? Well, I think we're just going to really, really work on fundamentals right away Thursday and into Friday to some point. So we, we will get very gritty against each other and, and, and put uh, basically sharpening the blades. So whatever their crafts are, we're going to really hone in those crafts and, uh, and start building the blocks. Right. And then once we've got our, you know, we've already got the chessboard. We just need the right, right pieces to uh, put together so we can start seeing what's jiving, what's complementing, you know, who's, who's rusty, who's not rusty, who's, who's paintball IQ is, is, is on point who's a little lethargic and uh, you know, again, it, that's all in Todd's wheelhouse. This is uh, he drives. So, um, sure. but I'm, I'm assuming that that's, that's some of the stuff that the, the guys have all uh, requested. They want that, that pure raw, just get to it with yeah. each other yeah. for, for the, for the first, first little setting. Yeah, I think I said that at a clinic I taught this past weekend. I said, you know, what a lot of people see as elite performance is really just the fundamentals taking to their full potential. And and I think the fact that you're getting your crew together and banging and having a two two day fundamental, you know, back to basics is is smart. Yep. Well, given Agreed. the short, you know, given given the uh, the long. Uh, the long tenor that some of these guys weren't together, you know, we're going to, I think that makes the, you know, it really makes total sense. Yeah. So because of the roster being very similar to the 2022 roster, I know you have some additional pieces with uh, Clay Hughes, uh, the young man from level uh, and I forget his name. I'm Corwin, so sorry. Corwin, Corwin Weaver. Corwin, Corwin yeah. Weaver. 
And uh, just an FYI, uh, I was talking to him before you snatched him away from me, Todd. Yeah, it happens, bud. Opportunities. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, that's on it, you. That's not on yeah. me. Really, we really like Corwin. You know, he, he didn't get to play, I guess. Uh, you know, and I don't, I didn't know a lot of the level guys, but I'm very, very happy with a lot of the level guys. And, uh, and Corwin, I guess it had a bad injury and and was out and mm -hmm. uh, and came out and on Saturday played two points was injured uh, hurt himself a little bit more and so I was like hey listen get off that just back off and just chill out and then uh, he immediately put off put his stuff up and continuously went every point that was played whether it was level guys or other play anybody that was on the field he was out there with them at the start box sort of talking to them and you know that goes a long way oh, yeah. and, and that guy's uh that guy's going to be something special we're pretty yep. excited about that i agree yes yeah, so you've got corwin you've got um clay the rest of the roster is the 2020 ironman guys right uh, I believe so. That well, that Trent team Nita was that though. Trent, got, Trent. Yeah. that's right. Trent Nita. Yeah, Trent Nita was not. So is the idea because, and again, I'm just fishing here, but it seems like because you were coming in late, that and and I think maybe this is what Mike's thought was with some of the questions he was asking earlier, uh, but I don't want to speak for him. But it because you were coming in late, it makes perfect sense. To, to take some guys that have experience together and, and have won an event together uh, to get ahead of the curve a little bit, you know, to put yourself back in like, okay, we're not as far behind because we have all these guys that have played together before. And now we're just plugging a couple of pieces in. So look, look at it, look at it backwards. That's, that's common sense, right? Oh, mm -hmm. the, the big deal is the opportunity that those players were available and the coach became available to be able to put that together. Yeah. That's yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm asking is like, well, no, but, but no, I mean, that's not the reason, you know? Um, and again, the, uh, some of the guys that came to, uh, that came to the tryouts that, that I had scored in my head, just, you know, saying, you know, I don't know about this one, or I don't know about that that one, or and that were current playing, that were picked, were you know I, I didn't think they had stellar stellar uh, performances in the previous seasons, and I'll tell you at the at the uh, tryout, those guys rose to the top, and I was extremely impressed, and I was and I was just personally. Not shocked because I, I don't really get shocked too much, but in the world I live in. But um, but I was impressed, and uh, and that makes me really really excited for the potential. Sure. Yeah. Real quick, we can go over the roster: Alex Rodriguez, L.J. Parrish, Corey Hall, formerly of NYX, has has joined the team also from the 2020 uh, roster. Thomas Kim comes out of retirement uh, to play again. Um, Silos Cortez from the original roster. Clay Hughes from the Ironmen. Nick Slowiak from the Ironmen, also with the original roster. Corn Weber, great pickup, by the way. 
uh, Trent Nita, formerly of the Ironmen, and Al Fernandez from the 2020 um, team as well. So it's a, it's a solid 10. You got uh, some good ones out there, some good twos, good mix of twos and threes. Should be interesting to see. Or front mids and back players. Yeah. Or, or, or front mids uh, One, back. two, three, four, five, six, Ask seven. Us. You got seven, so seven mid backs to your three fronts, in my opinion. But well, the way the game is played now, is anybody – Depends on the layout, fellas. Yeah, the way the game is played now, is anybody really a back player or a mid player? Like they're all going to end up in the front. Was I a back player? Off the break. Okay, and then what happened? <laughs> well, it depended on how the game went out. But you ended a, a lot of games on the other side of the field. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. – that's an, uh, an, uh, you know, an untyp untypical uh, stigma that gets attached to – to people and I, and I see it, you know what I mean? But, uh, in the game, you don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to be the fastest guy out there, but you don't definitely don't want to be the slowest. So, you know, yeah. things, things can happen your, your paintball IQ, even though just like, uh, Ryan, you said, you know, things are happening at a, at a much more, uh, rapid pace, a lot more variables involved involved in a, you know, situation where, you know, in a, in an X ball game where we're, Either he was really lucky or really good or, you know, why would he have done that move? Why did he go forward when, you know, you know, it's almost the, the old age old when in doubt, just go forward because you didn't know what happened over there. And, you know, that it either worked, it either worked or it didn't. And uh, yeah. Yeah. more times than not, uh, the I'd say the tile go to the aggressor. Well, I did. I did have a lot of questions set up based on the roster for for you and Mr. Martinez, but that can wait. So, I did want to get to you about this. Ryan had some great questions regarding the upcoming events, and and so Ryan, you want to hop into that? And see what we we'll yeah. see what kind of response we get from Todd. So let's talk about Vegas. Yeah, I like Vegas, Sin City. Yeah, let's go through your draw. Do you know who you're playing? No idea. I don't know any of that stuff. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's bogus i don't believe it he you're in you're in bracket d i believe correct so that would be uh first tier is going to be impact um second tier i forgot the second tier um so you have edmondson impact new york extreme aftermath extreme and the brooklyn bears that's right sound like a bunch of nice guys <laughs> so do you know these teams well no. Right. So that's uh that would be Dave, Dave's the that would be a Todd question. <laughs> That'd be a Todd thing, right? That's uh no, I don't know nothing about these guys. I know Bo, I know Dave coaches, you know, impact. Right. You know, I, I know I know players, I'm terrible with names. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. Corey, Corey, yeah. one of your rostered players coming from one of the teams that you're playing with. So oh that's good. Well, that's good. Yeah. And then Timmy Stetzel goes to X Factor, who was also from there. So, you know, it, it's really weird, Todd, like this year. I don't know in the years that I've been doing this that I've ever seen so much chaos. Yeah. Like just with with basically four new teams, right? Four. Uh, all this player movement, like I just don't know that it's ever been this chaotic. 
ever. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's great, right? Because it can it can create parity. Yeah, of course. I love chaos. Although, you know, the first and second team really didn't experience much parity. One lost one, picked up one, and the other one is exactly the same. Yeah. And I think Houston Heat's the same way, other than coach goes out, Ryan Smith comes back in to coach. Pretty similar. Edmonton Impact went through some chaos. X Factor went through chaos. Infamous, who's at number seven, not a lot of chaos. Um, Revo, chaos, extreme, yeah. chaos, red legion, very little chaos, hurricanes, very little chaos, hurricanes, <laughs> massive chaos, yeah. aftermath, very little chaos. We didn't have much chaos, notorious, decent amount of chaos, uprising, no chaos, the Brooklyn Bears, mass chaos, and then you have Blast Camp, Ironman, Paintball Fit, and you guys, all basically brand new teams. Crazy. I love it. It's crazy. It's good though, right? Like it's fun. That's right. It's fun. So what is your obviously your expectation as an owner is to win, right? Like it's always gonna be to win. Uh what would be a reasonable like I again, I don't want to say like at the end, if you're three and one of the prelims, are you happy? Because that's probably not the right word, but like where would you be like, okay. We're, we're kind of on track. We're where we should be. Would three and one be the right place to be? Does that make us play on Sunday? It should. It should. All right. Yeah. So Sunday, that's your that's – I, your... I, I, I don't care. Each day, each day it's its own battle, and let's just win our – let's win our battles every day. That's all. Just win our battles every day. And in the – Lord willing, in the event that we do not prevail in any certain match that we're in, then they will know. They but they'll know we had a fight. Okay. Okay. Excellent. I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. It's tough, like because you don't really know what to expect. You don't. So I love that. Like, just go into each day. Let's handle each day, each match, each moment. We'll be fine. That's right. This, this, and that's this always team. the best attitude. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, anybody could be, you know, a blowhard or this or that. You know, you got to be realistic, you know. And uh, and I think, you know, it's uh, – this team's won. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. this team's won. Now, it's been a little bit. So, we got to – we got work to do, but that chemistry gets gets half gets me, you know, half back with the hard work we're fixing to put in before we get to the event. And the, as you have stated, the we'll call it the chaos of the industry, the state of the industry. I love my odds. I love it. As you should, right? As you should. We've talked a lot about that with all the coaches. Like everybody we've had on the show, we've talked about like in every gr- bracket there's chaos. There's groups in each one of them that have experienced chaos in your pool. Um, I mean, there's three teams that have experienced chaos. You being one of them who created some of it. I love the draw. (laughs) Right. And so like, there's opportunities like for all of the, the three and four and five tier teams at this first event to really create some, some tempo and tone. Momentum. Momentum. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. So, well, Todd, is there anything you want to say before we part ways? No, no. I'm just, uh, again, very blessed at the, the opportunity to, in the industry, have all these different avenues to, you know, participate. And we couldn't do it. I could not do this without the help of, of, you know, Mike, you, you were, you thought I was talking about Dave Youngblood earlier, you know, a very, yes. very good personal friend, very personal friend of, of my wife's have supported my wife's team and, and aftershock back in the day wholeheartedly yes, um, with die precision and, uh, and GI sports with our, with the paint, you know, I mean, if you're going to win, you have to use things that will make you win. Now you can you can use something a little bit off and a little bit this and a little bit that, but when it comes down to winning and consistency, there's a couple of items in in paintball that will make or break you. And obviously, you know the smart ones know know what that is, and that's the that's the paint, you know. So. We're blessed by GI Sports and uh, uh, Hormesis and all our other um, sponsors. And there's 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 a lot. And uh, again, like I said, it's 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 awesome to have this opportunity to represent these companies um, on something that's uh, that's going to be. I, I like I like it. Uh, we discussed the Midwest. Um, presence of that heart and following and fans and the deep, deep, uh, enrooted dislike or like or respect for the Aftershock legacy. And, um, and it's going to be, uh, as much as I love the, uh, the people that, that say that, uh, you know, that they don't, you know, they don't, end of story, they don't want us to do good because, uh, because we're competitors, right? They can't say that we're going to do good, but they know, they know what's coming. And the ones that boast the most about, oh, they're not going to do good, or they're just this or that. Those are the ones that fear us the most. And I can't sure. wait to see, I can't wait to see those people. And yeah, yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> I saw that one coming a mile away. <laughs> as soon as he started in, I was like, I, think I, know started, I was like, oh, here comes the slow mortar. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll have a place for, for him and uh, and Ronnie, you know. We can, we can take some, we can take some aftershock alumni. Oh, my goodness. They're both really good players. They are fantastic. They are. Yeah. You know, um, and again, that's one of the beautiful things of our game is, you know, the stuff that happens inside the net. As soon as we all come out, we're all oh, friends. Yeah, we're gonna. I'll, I'll buy. I'll buy a round of, at the bar every night, you know. But in you know a Sunday morning, it's not a good place for you to be inside there. Sure. Yeah. Right. You know. Well, again, man, I'm I'm really excited to see kind of how this all plays out. You know, I know obviously you've seen the outpour of of. Um, not only congratulatory things, but just really people who are proud uh, that the brand is back, right? It's almost like they are a part of it, right? And that's why I say proud, because it's almost like a piece of them, you know, is kind of returned. Um, 
And so it's, it's really exciting what you're doing. Uh, and what a great, I don't know in my history in the game and, and you, you may have one. I don't know that our sport at the professional level has ever been in the condition it's in right now. And I'm talking about the relationship the teams kind of have with one another. And then also the teams have with, you know, Tom and Jason and how open that communication seems to be. So you're coming back in at just the absolute perfect time, right? Like this kind of chaos and this kind of um, return is perfect for right now. It's perfect. Almost like it was scripted. Almost. Just <laughs> lucky. Almost. Just lucky. Well, brother, thanks again. We appreciate you taking some time with us this evening. I know it's late where you are, so um, yeah, no, it's good. I appreciate it. No, for sure. I'll see you Not in two weeks. Honor, sir. Mike, I would yeah. love to uh, come come to you guys uh, here in the next little bit after Vegas. Maybe come for a weekend. Let's do it. Let's set something up. Every opportunity I get like this to learn and to be around people like yourself and Ryan, I'm doing it. So, yes, sir, let's uh, let's get on the horn and let's make that happen. Good deal. Good deal. For everybody watching, though, the practice is actually going to be next weekend because of when this show launches. So if you are around the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and uh, you want to come see what Aftershock looks like, come to Paintball Fit. You can see uh, Fit, AC Diesel, and, and the – return of Chicago Aftershock as a full group for the first time the weekend before the layout drops for Las Vegas. So it's going to be next weekend, uh, not two weeks. And I, it, that's weird. Sometimes when we film the show because it's the week before. So well, it's interesting because you'll be playing against a die factory team. I'll be practicing against a die factory team that weekend as well. The brand new Los Angeles Ironmen are coming to LAX. So oh, nice. you're in the Slidell, Louisiana area. Swing on by if you want to see what the new Ironmen are looking like. All right. Thanks again, Todd. We'll talk soon. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. See you, buddy. You got it. Wow. That was fun. Man. That was a lot of a lot of interesting insight there. You know, um, one of the things I've I've talked about a lot, you know, for every match. Ryan, that that a team loses due to overconfidence. There's probably a lot more lost because of apathy. Oh, and I don't think Todd has that problem. So, you know, uh, he's one of I those mean guys. That complimentary. That I mean that in a complimentary manner, by the way. I, no, I know that absolutely. A, yeah. So, yeah, he's one of those guys that's. Uh, he's really good about understanding he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And he's going to put, you know, people in the right place that uh, can help support him and his vision. And I, again, like as a fan, I'm just terribly excited to see what, you know, what they can do in Las Vegas and um, you know, until we have to play him and then I don't want to see him do well, <laughs> but you know, up, up to then I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, yeah, it's a good show. All right. So uh, just really quickly, just kind of a reminder, don't forget about the summit. So Sunday night, big party uh, at the Sahara in Las Vegas. Tickets are on sale right now. They are only $15. And then you can hang around uh, for Monday morning. The uh, summit trade show uh, will be open to the public. Uh, there'll be, sorry, parts of the summit trade show will be open to the public. There'll be a 
uh, roundtable discussion with uh, NXL Commissioner Jason Trozen and uh, NXL President Tom Cole. So make sure you kind of stick around for for that. They're going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of discussion about potential uh, maybe changes, maybe not. They just really want to, I think, maybe get the pulse of. Uh, team representative. So if you want to stick around, you absolutely should. And then right after that, hopefully it ends by then. Uh, but Mike and I are going to be doing a free intro to coaching class. So that'll be, again, it's hundred percent free. So if you want to come, uh, we'll have, um, I think we're going to maybe try to have about 40 minutes of content and then we'll leave a good amount of space at the end of the one hour session for questions. Um, and then if you are a store field owner manufacturer uh, or just want some additional exposure for your brand, we now have ways for you to be a sponsor of the show. So we'd love to talk to you about that. You can uh, message either one of us on social media or you can shoot me an email at ryan at thecoachesshow.live and I can send you some more information about that. And as always, thank you to Major League Paintball, Jake Jones, Alex Sorensen. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Next week, we have Ryan Smith of Houston Heat. Don't miss it. It's going to be a good one. As always, I'm Coach Ryan Gray of AC Diesel, and I'm Coach Mike Bianca of New Orleans Hurricanes. Y'all have a good one. See you guys next week. Be responsible. Discipline. Selfish. No joke. We're legitimate. Let's do it. Do it 100% because I'm trying to. We recognize that we are limitless. You gotta be a champion to become a champion, right? Winning is a habit because we create habits that lead to good execution and success.